You're listening to the Cute Girls Club podcast, a safe space for women to talk about sex, love, money, and relationships. Here at the Cute Girls Club, we laugh, love, and liberate each other. Cuties, buckle up, and let's have some fun on today's episode. Welcome to the Cute Girls Club, and I'm your host, Ja. Come on in here, cuties, and let's get on the topic. So, it's so much back and forth, men against women, women against men, black men against black women, and vice versa, blah, blah, blah. So, I thought that this would be a good time to just kind of explore some things. So, it's two things we're going to talk about today. The first thing, well, I don't know if it's the first thing. Give me a minute. How important is marriage? But then, so I guess we will start with how important is marriage. And then we'll go on to the transparency that a lot of these men are showing us. So I'm going to start with how important is marriage. And the reason why I say that is is because the statistics are showing that marriage is becoming obsolete. And I think a lot of that is because both ends is tired of each other. Men are tired of women. Women are tired of men. Men, women can take care of themselves. Men are starting to live their truth because it's okay for them to be openly gay. So that's another thing that we're losing a lot of men. Well, men adjacent, I guess, because men don't have to be in the closet anymore. So... My question to women is, how important is marriage? Because I get that it is a multi-billion dollar business, the pageantry of weddings. Women have been indoctrinated and socialized into this fairy tale wedding. But then when you actually get into the marriage, you realize that you done damn near stepped into hell. You got to cook, clean, wash, clean. Uh, make appointments. Be you got to be a short order cook, a chauffeur, a sex slave. You got you got all of these moving parts. So my question is: Is ladies should we be asking ourselves how important is marriage? Because see, back in the day, marriage had very little to do with love. It often was an arrangement, and in other cultures outside of the U.S. It's still an arrangement and it's a business arrangement where doctors wanting their children, their sons and daughters to marry other doctors and lawyers or a high IQ or high, high uh, performing uh, minds. They want to connect so that their family can continue to have a strong intellectual and a, a continued generational wealth. So initially it was a business. It was not. Or in unfortunately in black cultures, the repercussions of slavery, simply because most of the time the family had so many children 
because it was farming and there was no birth control. So when girls got to be, when they got their cycle, it was time for them to marry those girls off to some man who wife died in childbirth or left him with a bunch of kids or whatever the case may be. They would literally throw these young girls into the position of a long-suffering wife literally be up in here having sex with a grown man and you're a child having your womb literally destroyed by somebody that you don't know that don't love somebody your family just picked and i know it sounds horrible but it is the horrible reality of what was going on back in the you know from probably when did they start interacting child labor laws but in the 40s 30s 40s I would have to Google that. But what they they had child protective laws. So you couldn't marry and the age of consent was put into place. And it, it gave it where women were not just passed off at the age of 12 and 13 to some grown man. So the thing the thing is 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 that also women weren't allowed their their vote didn't count as a full vote. They were not allowed to to purchase land they were not allowed to own any you know own property they were not allowed um to own businesses you know even get a business license for their business if they had a business they had to have a bootleg business but it wasn't legitimate because unless they had a man because like if you look at the madam cj walker she had a husband and she ain't bit more need to have no husband because he was jealous toward her and all of that. But because he knew he was there to serve a purpose, he was being used. It was more of a business deal. They didn't say that. But the fact that she couldn't get a business license for her, her hair care product company without him. And so what I'm saying is, is, is that the equation the Old Testament of marriage does not fit into the, the, the world of the modern day woman. And a lot of these men are saying, well, I want the old school relationships, but rent is $3,000. Most of these men can't even afford the old school way because granddaddy took care of the, the, that household and any side chicks and side babies and whatever he was able to take care of all them people and most of these men cannot even hardly pay the utilities up in your house so my question is how important is marriage to you as a woman because this is something that you need to be asking yourself do you want a husband do you want a partner do you want a partner in love? And there's differences. Because let me explain something to you. You can have a husband, but be ready to know that you're signing up for all of the work. And in addition, now the new men want you to go 50-50 and a lot of them want you to go 100% and they start to stay home and be Mr. Daddies and be house husbands and things. Let me explain something to you. Your great-great-granddaddy, he would have put a bullet to his head before you was able to call him a house husband. 
because provision was important to those men. But because we have so many men raised by single women, our men have a feminine, they have a taken on, they've taken on a feminine characteristics. The first of all, I, I'm, I'm a woman of a certain age. In the 70s and the 80s, even though I was a kid in the 70s and the 80s, but you wouldn't, you never even heard of anybody being in their feelings. What? But this is the most emotional bunch of people as of late. But ladies, I just need for you all to make sure you sit down pen to paper. And when you're signing up for marriage, I need for you to be clear. And I'm, I'm talking to you from experience because I did not do this pre-groundwork. A lot of people are like, well, you need to go to marriage counseling at the church and blah, 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 or, or the th th da, 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 da. I tell you, if you go to marriage counseling, you need to go to marriage counseling with a man, with a husband, wife, therapist. Be, where they're both therapists. That would be more ideal versus somebody in the church. Because you got to realize the church is operating in an antiquated formula. So you need to make sure you got somebody that's going to ask the real questions. And also... Make sure you all are going to even be a good fit because a lot of times our connection is sexual or a lot of times our connection is what somebody does for us. So my so so you need to make sure you're pen to paper and everybody's on one accord and that requires everybody to be mature. So you got to start off with am I is my candidate for husband is this even a mature person? Is he financially is he financially mature? Is he spiritually mature? Is he intellectually mature? Because most of us are marrying people who are just physically mature. They man boys. And I'm not going to leave us out, ladies. We be we be uh we be woman girls. And it makes us look like grown women because we are financially mature and we are physically mature. So often we have a leg up on our male predecessors because they're not financially secure or financially mature. They're just physically matured. But usually no spiritual connection, you know, there's no praying together. There's no other than the grace. And that don't really count as, as your spiritual connection with someone. And you praying separately and he praying separately. That's still not a spiritual connection. That's just that y'all have, both of y'all have a prayer life and a relationship with God. But it's not intersecting, it's parallel. So, I just think it's best if you saying, okay, I subscribe and I believe in marriage. You need to make sure you're clear on what you're getting into. Also, when you get a marriage license, you have literally made yourself and your children an asset of the government. So if you pay attention, 
you notice that Oprah is not married. If you notice a lot of people who are super rich, they don't get married. If they, if you see super rich people, they was married before they were super rich, before they realized the game. And they end up having to give half of their stuff away. Uh, Gates, Johnson, Jordan, uh, uh, Magic, you know, all of these people, you know, they 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 were married before the fortune, and they ended up having to split all their money. Oprah's like, no, ma'am, I'm a billionaire. I think Stedman is a multimillionaire. If he if he didn't deal with her tomorrow, he he won't start at death. He'll be able to live a still a nice, lovely, comfortable life. But if you're gonna subscribe to marriage, you need to make sure you do the research and you know what all that entails. And that you guys are clear on what the roles are supposed to be. Because a lot of times, too, ladies, it's difficult to be in a modern world and then come home. And then now you got to be this traditional woman scrubbing toilets and cleaning sinks and wiping diapers, washing diapers and wiping butts and cleaning not only the baby's dirty, dirty, you got to throw at least the baby's dirty. Uh, Diaper, you can throw it in the trash. But these men with these skid marks and these butts that's thinking, you got to wash these thinking butt drawers. You, even though I don't subscribe to that, I let any man know I don't wash your clothes. Do not even mix your clothes with mine because I know y'all don't wash our butts good enough. So you're not going to put your skidded drawers in there with none of my stuff. And I will be Lysoling out the the whole washing machine before I put my clothes in there behind theirs. I just do not do laundry for men and I don't commingle my laundry with men. And then next of all, but most women do. Are you gonna be cooking and cleaning and and being a short order cook and a chauffeur, then you end up getting pregnant. And I'm going to do another, I'll do another one because it's too many women out here who are single wives. They're, they're, they're married single mothers. And so when you're saying you want to get married, you need to understand what does that entail. And also when a man says he wants kids, he does not, he's not saying he wants the responsibility of kids. He just wants to impregnate you and you take care of them kids and he just go out and make a little money. And then when he's tired of you and he sees somebody else because after your stretch marks and weight gain and the stress and cortisol that handling everything puts on your body and changes in your hormones, it changes your entire look. That's what's happening to women for the most part. Yes, if there's some women out there who naturally have that snapback, and there's usually somebody who's very tiny and petite. But if you already come from a thick, big bone or a thick southern country uh, biscuit and gravy and chicken fed uh, southern girl background, we usually are thicker. So then when you add babies, cortisol, work, chores, and all of that, it's a recipe for overweight. 
then they'll come back and complain. Oh, everybody, so all y'all fat and overweight and blah, 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 blah. But they don't understand it because men don't, they listen, they talk to just to be talking and to complain, but they never listen to comprehend or to understand. And that's the thing. You should be choosing somebody who listens to you to understand that just don't acknowledge that you're speaking. Simply because when you choose somebody who has no emotional intelligence, no emotional maturity, then you're going to get the short end of the stick and you're going to be carrying the bulk of the weight because they do not, they lack, lack uh, any type of intelligence. And then you have to realize because they, a lot of them haven't been raised with any men and they've been coddled and babied by their mothers. So they lack accountability because their mama ain't got no man. So they've been their mama's man. And so everything they do is cute because they just, they mama just love them to death. And I'm not saying don't love your son. I love mine. You know, like I tell people, you know, that was another thing. I'm going to respond to a comment. I'll let you all see that. I'll talk about that in the next segment. But I, I'm, I'm saying all of this to say, make sure you really want marriage. Then you can say, do you just want commitment? It's a lot of women who are married to bisexual and gay men for that reason right there. Because they know what they got in. They know. if I'm talking about a woman that is in a commitment and they're a good beard. This man makes great money. He provides a beautiful house. He makes sure she's good. She does. He, she can do, you know, she can build her businesses, empires. He's going to make sure some things is done. He probably can cook, decorate the house. So it's going to be, you know, it's not going to be as much pressure on you, on you. But you got to be emotionally strong because you're sharing your man with another man. Or if you're some in a poly relationship, usually that y'all are in the same domicile. So you clear on that. But these are relationships and commitments that are usually people who have a more stronger mind and who also have a more forgiving and don't care kind of a spirit. You know, they just want what they want. Then there's the commitment with love. That's going to be more of my, my subscription. I don't necessarily have to be married again. Because I do understand that it's just a piece of paper. I tell people I done had, I had a beautiful ring. I done had the marriage license. But the great man is what's, what's that's up next. So I'd rather have the commitment we spelled out what our expectations are, you know, and you let a person know, listen to me. Five years from now, I'm going to be different. Ten years from now, I'm going to be, you know, it's going to be physical differences. You're going to look different. Hair is going to gray. Uh, bodies and shape might da, 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 da. Whatever, 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 there's changes. But my heart is getting better. I'm getting smarter. I'm getting wiser. I'm making sure things are different. I'm, I'm, I'm making uh, better ways for us to just to enjoy our time and, and, and live and love on this life. So I think for me, a clear understanding and a commitment that is, that is based in love 
I think that's more for me. And a lot I have I got girlfriends who is like, well, that's marriage. No, that's what marriage was supposed to be. But marriage does not have it clearly spelled out. Says that 50% of all marriages fail, more than 50% in certain demographics and communities, black especially. Unfortunately, black men have a high rate of failed relationships. And in the line of work I do, we literally see divorce decree documentation. And if we look at the bulk of it, the person who files nine times out of 10 is the woman because they're tired. And so I, I implore you to take your vagina out of the equation, take your emotions. Oh, I love him. He's so cute. All the superficial shit that pays no bills, that does not benefit you in no way. Take all of that, those things out of the equation and look at the brass tacks of what it is that you desire and also leave it open for change. Because what you desire today may not want be what you desire next week because once you've learned something better, you're going to do better. You're going to want better. You want to see better. And so you got to have somebody who has that same mentality. Because I was in that situation, in a situation because it wasn't even really a relationship for 12 years. If I was to look at it now from my older, mature self lens, we was just sleeping together and we enjoyed each other's company. We were just friends with benefits pretty much. And when my mom passed away, I, my, I was aware of my mortality, also aware of my time. So also too, ladies, if you are of a certain age, I'm going to say it's no time, it's time out for wasting your time with foolishness. Young girls, I come to you as a, as an older woman and I say to you, love smarter because we didn't have nobody, you know, it wasn't podcasts like this. It wasn't relationship this. We didn't have access to even the healthcare most of us didn't even have health insurance. I don't think I got good health insurance until I probably got into my 30s. Because that was not something that we was even taught that was important. Because we didn't have it. They couldn't afford it. My mama made $5,000 a year, y'all, when I was a kid. $5,000 a year, I think that's like $600 a month. Sorry. That was that's $416.67 a month. So she was trying to take care of me and herself and apartment and car and food and clothes and everything off of $416 a month. So it was no room for that extra stuff. So you all are in a different age, my young cuties. So you have the ability to you have the you have access to healthcare access even though they're trying to take your reproductive what they have taking your reproductive rights away from you but you still have the right to a condom you still have the right to appeal for for now so i say 
make strategic love decisions. And the reason how I got to, you know, back to with the ex, 12 years had gone by. Once I started seeing my mortality, that I knew that I didn't have time to waste with him. And I decided, okay, I came to him. I invited him over. I asked him, what did he want to do? He said he liked things the way they were. So basically, he liked the fact that he had no responsibility. He had to have no emotional intellect. He didn't have to have any spiritual intellect. He didn't have to have any financial responsibility to me or my household. He could just have the sex and go home, go home and, and that's that. So, of course, if I had kept going with that, he would have been more than happy to go with that because he didn't have to be a responsible nothing. So I just said, well, that doesn't work for me anymore. And I cut him off cold turkey. And so, and some of you ladies, you're a slave to the dick. And that's fine, but it's not fine. If that's what you choose to do, but don't get mad when you look up. See, I can't even get mad because it just wasn't a good choice. I have to take responsibility and ownership of sleeping with somebody for 12 years with no commitment. It was just a bad decision. But it was a good decision from the standpoint of it made me grow. It made me wiser. And it also made me clear on what it is that I desire. And I'm unwavering. I'm just not going to have no seat filler over here. Take, taking up good time and space. Enjoying good amenities. That's not what we're going to be doing. So my question again is how important is marriage to you? And how I came to this topic. So I'm watching this old movie. Oh, it's older movie like, ooh, I want to say 2006 or something like that. With um, Ben Affleck and Jennifer Anderson. He's just not that into you. And she had been with Ben Affleck in the, the I, I can't think of the characters. So I'm just telling y'all the real name so y'all know who it is too. So Ben and Jennifer had been together for seven years. And he stated from the gate that he didn't believe in marriage. Now let me explain something to you ladies. When somebody tells you something, please believe that and take it for face value. I don't know where this competitive shit we got going on, where we deem it necessary to think we can change somebody or we can manipulate somebody to change their core values or to change what it is that they want. Let me tell you something. It don't care how cute you are, how good your culture is, whatever, whatever. When a man says he doesn't want something... And, it, and it's something that you do, just go. Save yourself the time and the energy and the heartbreak. Throw in the towel. And I know a lot of times we're competitive. We don't like to be a quitter or a loser or whatever. But if you think about it, them 12 years went by. I lost more time that I'll never be able to get back. You lose more than you gain trying to flip somebody. And I want y'all to look at it like this. Would you, now I'm not, it's some women out here that's stupid enough to try to do this. But the average woman, if you came up to a man and he was flamboyantly 
very effeminately gay. Would you try to flip him to be straight? Oh, I know if I just be around him long enough, he won't be gay no more. Would you? You wouldn't do that. So it's so, why is it so difficult for you to if somebody tells you they don't want to be married? And if you want something, if even like a person who says they don't want kids, you do understand it's not a crime to want kids. Kids blow up your life. They change your whole infrastructure. And it's also a game of roulette. Some of your kids may turn out to be great, but some of them gonna be might you might have Michael Jackson, but you might have Jeffrey Dahmer. You don't know what the hell you got in that blanket. And you don't know how much heartache and pain it's gonna cause you. And a lot of women don't ever get past the physical pain and how it changes their body and hormones. So Jim was married to Ben for was dating Ben for seven years. He told her from the gate he did not subscribe to marriage. And so seven years go by. She Jen's in there talking to one of her other girlfriends who was making me. She was tearing my nerves up because she was just totally desperate. The man told her he'll call her. Which is just like a bad interview. Don't call me while I call you. That's basically how he was treating her. And she was acting like a psycho and trying to meet or trying to have chance meetings with him and um trying to get her phone because this is an older movie. So the, the the phone, she had a landline phone that didn't have call waiting or whatever. I don't know. But she she was just desperate. And then she gets there and talks to his friend. And his friend is like, he was just being cautious, but he's never going to call you. Well, she gets to talking to Jen about it. And she he gives her this revel revelation that if a man doesn't want you, he doesn't want you, which is true. And this is the thing. Ladies, we do that too. We actually do it more than they do. Because we got men trying to come up put to the store. We be like, oh, no, I'm married. Or, oh, no, thank you. I respectfully decline. We actually trying to decline these indecent proposals with men who stink, who teeth crooked because they ain't been to the dentist never. Who all funky, who hair all twisted up. Or they pants hanging off of their butt with dirty, cheap Walmart drawers and looking a mess and breath hot and butt hot and just all of this, just everything is just everything you hate in a man. But you don't want to just call them pig pen, but you just have to respectfully decline. But what if somebody made you try to make you deal with Mr. Funk a lot? No. So a man, they, they should have a same preference. If they go out on a date with you and they didn't think it went well. Now they're not. I mean, if he's nice and he don't call you, that's fine. You need to say, okay, I dodged one. You would rather that than him saying you know what, I don't like you or I don't think you're a good fit for me. And let me tell you something, men know who they are. Because a lot of times when they see a woman that's really nice and 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 smart and got it together, well, a lot of times they're going to pass on you. You know why? Because their agenda is sex. They just want to run through you and treat you like shit. And a lot of times they know the ones that's smart and got some self-esteem about themselves, they're not going to go for that program. So they're going to be like, oh, no. 
Or if their mama was real nice and sweet or sister or whatever, and they see any of them characteristics in you, they be like, oh, no, I ain't going to do her like that because she's just too sweet of a girl. That's a good girl right there. And they push you to the side. But either way, they're doing you a favor if they don't call you because usually they don't have a pure agenda. And so back to Jen, after she hears all this with the psycho friend, um, then she goes and confronts Ben and says, are you going to ever marry me? And he was like, well, where is this coming from? And she was like, just answer. He says, I don't know where this coming from. I love you. I'm faithful to you. I'm committed to you. And then she doubles down and she says, are you going to marry me? And he goes to total silence. And she's just like, I can't do this no more. And she gets rid and then she leaves. She literally blows up a perfectly good relationship. All because he didn't want to subscribe to tradition. You know how many women are married to somebody who beating them, lying, cheating, slept with their friend, their sister, their kids? Because a lot of y'all letting the predator in y'all house. The man y'all married after y'all had y'all kids is molesting your kids when you sleep or when you're gone. You literally brought the predator in your house. Because you didn't do your due diligence. I just love him. Then when your kids say something, you don't believe them. Because you want that man just that bad. Which is messed up. But she literally blew up a perfectly good relationship because that man would not subscribe to tradition. And to me, that was just stupid. Because I'm not trying to be mean. I would rather have a man who loves me, who's faithful to me and committed to me than to have some little funky ass ring that's three, four times his monthly income and uh, some piece of paper. And having to change my name on every damn thing. And then once then once somebody do something the other like now it costs a grip to undo this ungodly union. So ladies, I just don't know, you know, how important is marriage in 2022? Not the fairy tale, not what we've been been indoctrinated to believe for centuries, but in a modern concept console um how important is marriage? And so back to this. He's just not in, that into you. Ladies, often I just feel like we need to do a reality check. We need to stop dating unready men. And if you're ready, and you need to make sure you're ready. Because a lot of us are not. A lot of us, like, you're not really that ready. Yeah, you, you, may, you make good money, but you throw away half of your income on nonsense, clothes, shoes, Amazon packages and you know, and I love a good Amazon package. Don't get me wrong. I do. Shout out to Amazon. 
love it, even though I had called them yesterday, but they resolved my issue very nicely. So, but you got to look at yourself and say, would I marry me? Shout out to my friend, Scott. He always says that to, you know, to men. When he's talking to him, would you marry you? And not from an ego perspective, from a provision perspective, from a, a, a honesty perspective, from a loving perspective. Would you marry you? And ladies, we need to stop trying to force unready men into readiness. That's what I did with the ex that I dated for 12 years. When I came to him, he said he thought everything, he liked things the way they were. So that right there was an unready man. So it was, I had to stop giving him access to me. Stop giving unready men access if marriage or commitment or commitment with love is what you want. Because there's a lot of women, and the people like with commitment, it's a lot of women who rather have a commitment, somebody who's going to take good care of them. They don't even care if they love them or not. They just want to be comfortable. And so, if you see in these unready men, they're not ready for the, le- the next level. They they don't they lack the principles of manhood because that's another thing. Y'all sitting over here crying over somebody who ain't held a damn though, or somebody who ain't paid a damn bill, somebody who stay with their mammy, sister, friend, roommate, blah blah blah. When you in your in your when you are when you in your thirties and forties and fifties and sixties, men with roommates that that doesn't make sense. And so when you're dealing with men who don't understand the principles of manhood, don't know shivery, don't know how to dress, y'all literally sitting over here crying over men who don't own a suit. And if they do, you bought it. Men who are not ready for commitment. And stop looking at potential. Potential is trash. You see how Taraja had lost her mind in acrimony, sit up there long suffering right for 19 years. He finally popped off with his potential. She didn't lost her mind because she didn't literally whirl herself into the ground to death. Then when he finally popping, she leaves him. He get with somebody else. Now it's some woman over here with yachts and she's sitting over there reaping all the benefits. But how was she supposed to know? Well, she, okay, you just need to suffer a few more days. You got to keep paying all the bills. You need to go bankrupt for just a little bit longer. Because it's coming. He about to pop off. Time is the only thing you can't get back. So potential is nonsense. Whatever a man is, face value. If that's what he is, it is something that you find to be displeasing. Let him go. Don't even hold him up. Don't get mad or angry. Respect him for showing you who he is and move on. And don't take forever. And don't sleep with these men because you get soul ties. And also, sometimes Juicy got them crazy. And then you end up with somebody who's trying to kill you and stalk you. When you don't even know them and they don't even know you, all they know is your inside, that your glory hole is so good to them. 
That's all they know. And they addicted to sex because it's a bunch of men out here with sexual demons and sexual addictions. And it's a lot of men who have been molested and tampered with when they was young and they are literally hiding that pain. And they're literally using women to try to fight homosexual or feelings that they don't understand because some pervert violated and destroyed their innocence when they were young. But men can't openly come to you and say, I was molested or I was tampered with when I was young. They don't have the outlet and they don't be brave enough because it'll break them down. And they've, and, and they, and they've been taught to not cry and to be strong. So a lot of times, two women, we are literally punching bag and we're the one that's being mistreated because they got inner turmoil. So once I'm about to show you any of that in the beginning, there's no second chance. And look at how a man gets angry. Look at how he controls things when he can't have his way. Because again, with these men being raised by single mothers, they're spoiled. And their mamas love them so much, so they don't hear no a lot. So then when they come up on you, that's why they trying to take vaginas and be rapists and acting rapey and creepy and shit. Because they don't, they don't process no because their mammies ain't never told them no. So leave men in a potential right next to the trash can because it's trash. Because I'm telling you, you just setting yourself up for heartbreak. And ladies, stop being delusional. Just because y'all sleep together don't mean y'all go together. And then also, when you get to a when you a woman of a certain age, go together is just downright out immature and it's stupid. Either you got a man or a boy. That's it. You decide. And I'm gonna help you. If he can't buy our water, cry with. He ain't hold. Can't hold a dough. He can't read or write. Cause a lot of y'all over here too with these illiterate bastards who can't read with understanding. Let me explain something to a literate man. It's just like a blind dog. He gonna try to bite everybody cause he can't see. A, a man who can't read or write, who can who is functionally illiterate, is dangerous. Because it automatically makes them insecure. And then with women, especially black ones, being the highest educated demographic, now you come up with up to the food that can't read or write. What you think that's going to do? Here come the seven deadly sins because je jealousy and envy getting ready to kick in. And a lot of y'all trying to figure out why these relationships are so tumultuous. Because you also sitting up in here trying to deal with somebody, making concessions for somebody who do not have basic foundational skills. And let me tell you something. Men who, men who have provision, all these men up here talking about, oh, they gold diggers. They, you don't ever see rich men up in here talking about no woman being no gold digger. That's not what they do. You know why? 
Because they got money and they know it's for them to be utilized and they making tons of it. If she want this, do that, fine, get it. They don't care because they unselfish. Because they also understand the laws of reciprocity. They also know the more you give, the more you receive. They know that's coming back to them. So they're unselfish because they don't care because they know tons and tons of money is coming back to them. So you finding a man with provision, one who protects. And y'all also don't understand the difference between protection and jealousy. Because see, jealousy got a little touch of hoo-hoo, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Because see, protect, jealousy means you're going to end up needing protection from the nut that you got over there. And professing. Let me tell you something too. You need to watch how you're being professed to. Anybody talking about I love you with the death, I love you with everything I got. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Nope, 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 nope. Don't love me to death, sugar. Love me to life. How about that? And don't be wasting time for someone who's not ready for a committed relationship. And a lot of times they'll tell you, either with their silence, their actions, or flat out. I ain't ready for a commitment. I just want friends with it. Basically, they saying they want to test drive your coochie. And I want to run through you until I find myself and whoever it is that I want. Right now, I just want you to tolerate me enough for me to have an ejaculation. And ladies, be clear on what you're getting. And stop trying to have a boyfriend when you are, when you in your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. Tell my no damn boyfriend. Listen to it. A boy and a friend. A boy's a boy cannot pay for nothing. He can't buy our water cry with. A friend, anybody can be your damn friend when you're doing fine. So, girl, save yourself and your heart for somebody who has exemplified the character, who has who has shown you actively and consistently that they want to give you a commitment. And pick someone who know what they want. One of my girlfriends, her husband was flat out. He was like, oh, no, I'm not shacking with nobody. I believe in marriage. Either we get married or we not, we not doing nothing. And even though I don't really necessarily want to subscribe to traditional marriage, I respect the fact that he was transparent with what he will and will not tolerate. And women, I'm saying you take a knot from that. And save yourself. Be selective about who you give access to you. Because it's going to save you a whole bunch of heartbreak and co-pays. Because I had to do a lot of work. Because I sat up there and gave somebody access who didn't deserve access. So ladies, again, how important is marriage to you? And what does your marriage look like to you? Because it don't have to be the traditional uh, blueprint. It does not have to be the house with the picket fence. 2.5 kids and the dog. And people like 2.5 kids, yes, because that husband is a kid. Even the grownest one is going to have some half a kid type of characteristics. 
But you can say, you know what? No, I don't want the house because I don't want to deal with no yard and yard man. I want the condo overlooking the city or overlooking the ocean. Or I don't want any kids. Or I just want one child. Or like me, I want to adopt one child. And let me tell you something. It's a lot of children that need you. Especially the ones that need guidance. That's at 16, 17 years old. Because a lot of them, you know what I'm saying? A lot of us are being faced with the children who was raised off of TV. Who was just allowed to just physically grow up. And nobody sold anything into them. And also, too, like with us, they was we was raised doing Reaganomics and, and the Bush and the recessions and the borderline depressions and stuff. And our parents, they just barely could make ends meet. A lot of them didn't have no time to sow no intellect in you, you know, in, in character and things of that nature. And then now we're in the money grab and everything is so expensive. So a lot of children are in homes with parents, but they feel like they are orphans because their parents don't have time for them because they're just trying to provide because rent has gone up 40% in Atlanta. Housing prices have doubled in less than five years. So mortgages is doubling. Rent is doubling. So when you got all this here financial pressure, it's difficult to sow into your kids. And so a lot of us are being given, we, we're trying to build relationships with people who are empty. And so when you see somebody don't match what you need, don't get mad at them, don't waste your time. And if they're transparent, Thank them. If they're a Decepticon, soon as you see it, cut them off. Don't make no excuses for poor behavior. And cuties, I'm going to take this one to a close. I hope this gave you guys some, some food for thought. And definitely, when you're journaling, a pocket, a pocket two and two, write the vision and make it plain. You write down what it is that you are, what, what, what is the goal? What's your emotional goals, your relationship goals, your spiritual goals, your financial goals? You know, and I'm talking about 30, 60, 90 days. Because see, five years is too far of a forecast. Life is short. We don't know what the next day brings. People are dropping like flies. So also, too, because we're stressed out. Our hearts are stressed out. Our bodies and minds are stressed out. Get yourself in a tub. Get yourself in a place of peace. And if it means you got to be just you for a little while until somebody want to match your peaceful energy, go with that before you subscribe to chaos. Cuties, I love you all. I hope you're having a good day. I hope that you have gotten to, you can, the takeaway is to love yourself first. Anybody that is not in alignment with that love, they have to go or they cannot come. Take care of yourself. Take care of your minds and your hearts and your souls, your body, your everything. You know, and put yourself in the company 
of kindness. If you want more kindness, goodness, love, security, respect, and da-da-da-da, put yourself in those type of circles. And accept, don't accept anybody who have less than those basic characters. You take care of yourself. Y'all have a good one. And I will definitely, definitely see you guys next week. Bye. Hey, cuties. I hope you had lots of fun hanging out with us today. Please like, share, and subscribe so you get notified when new episodes drop. Or follow the Cute Girls Club on Instagram and TikTok. Until next time, stay cute in these streets. Thanks for listening.